Welcome. Well, welcome to another, another episode, episode of Driving, Driving to the, the Race <laughs> with your favorite host, Larry. <laughs> I think we need to upgrade that. Yeah. We're oh, just used to funny. it, so we say it. So we say it. So uh, it's kind of cool. It's good. Yeah, yeah, but you know, I still think we could upgrade it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I keep on messing things up, honey. I do. Oh, no, I'm messing your stuff up. <laughs> oh my goodness! Just get a little closer to me, then. Okay. All right. All right. That's better. All right. That's better. Okay. <laughs> You're sitting on me now. <laughs> on my lap, man. <laughs> on my lap. A little bit big on my lap. Remember yesterday? No. Uh, Neptune was sitting on my lap. Oh, yeah. yes. Our puppy dog, Neptune. Giant dog. <laughs> yes. Poor thing. Got bit by wasps. Yeah, and me too. Yes, you too. How's your hand? Mm, it seems fine. Yeah. I look a lot younger on this hand. Yeah. <laughs> I got Botoxed. <laughs> yes. Wasp Botox. Wasp-toxed. Wasp-toxed. I don't think it was great. No. I don't recommend it. No, don't do that. So we're going to be talking about something that is interesting in many fronts. It is, yes. Because it's not just about... It's not just about what we're talking about on the top. Right. Like the surface. The surface is Sasquatch. Yes, but there's more to it. Yes, something very interesting that's relevant to our lives. And it's on the topic of our topic of enlightenment. Yes. Right. Because um, basically, I think of that term to mean becoming aware. Yes. Right? I mean, among other things. Yeah. So let's give it a start. All right. Sasquatch season is back. Oh, did they ever leave? Sasquatch season? Yeah. (laughs) The season when they come back to the Olympic Peninsula. Okay. However, that's the whole point. Do they ever leave, or is it us who move our awareness somehow, or shift our awareness somehow, so we don't perceive them or hear them anymore? Which one is it, honey? Well, I spend uh, the whole summer, fall, winter, spring, all the time. I run around with my one wheels and my dogs. Mm -hmm. And um, I keep my eyes... A little peeled, you know, but then again, it seems like I don't see them or any sign of them in the summer. Mm. Even when I'm looking, I'm like actively looking. Mm -hmm. But in the spring and the fall, I seem to find things that are like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. There's sign. I mean, yesterday, yesterday Mm -hmm. I went into the backyard Mm -hmm. and I went back off into the woods a little bit to check um, where the puppies went Mm -hmm. with Lucy. And um, even though we've been back there, you know, we were back there last fall, spring. <laughs> I don't remember. You when. didn't visit your yard very we didn't, much. <laughs> we didn't have gone back there for a little while, but I think we did in the summer. Honestly, we okay. walked back there and looked around, and uh, it was kind of quiet. We took a walk. Remember, we went down to the hill and overlooked it. I walked back there a few times, and it was kind of like abandoned. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, I walked back there a day before, and it was a bit dark. And uh, the trail, the trail that I normally take, it's got obstructions over it. Mm. And there, Sasquatch breaks. And 
moved and placed and it it doesn't look familiar again. It looks like somebody's been there. Mm-hmm. And that somebody was there recently, right? Mm-hmm. And the dogs were all sniffing and boof barking and running back over that way and making a noise. So I went to go investigate and the in the first and the second and the third and the fifth thing that I encountered all said, Oh, the Sasquatch are around again. It didn't yeah. feel like it. It did feel like it. Yeah. And that's the whole point again, right? Mm-hmm. That's the that's the key word here. Yeah. Okay, let me read a little bit. Okay. A lot of things happen at the Olympic Peninsula during autumn. Yeah. One of them is the return of the Osset Valley of the Sasquatch tribes in the area. Right. For a lot of people in the West, the Sasquatch is a fantasy creature that does not exist. But here, in the Olympic Peninsula, and in particular the Macau Reservation and surrounding areas, Sasquatch are just another tribe that has a long history of trading with the Macau and the other tribes, and sightings are common. That's one of the things, isn't it? Like, uh, you know, it's like... A lot of people is like, I'm going to prove, I'm going to prove that Sasquatch live or exist or, you know, oh, my life changed after I saw Sasquatch because I saw it so out of everything else. And here is like the same as bears. I mean, do bears exist? There's some people who live around here who have never seen a bear. But this place is full of bears. Yeah. It is full of bears. Yeah. And uh, it still takes some time being in the woods to encounter one. Oh, it does, yeah. In the entire time we've been at the top of this hill and I've taken the dogs for runs, must have done, I don't know, 100 runs into the woods at all times of the evening, early in the morning, middle of the day, Mm -hmm. afternoon, evening, when there's people around, when there's no people around. Yep. And I'm running around on my one wheel, and we're going pretty quiet, pretty pretty quack, pretty fast. <laughs> and we're going quiet, and we're loud. We're all the things. All and the we're things. going down the end of every single road and full yeah. of berries and bushes. And so there's bears. You can see tracks. You can see poops. You can see tracks mm-hmm. and poops. You can mm-hmm. sense the they're the... there all over, the markings on the oh, trees. trees. But yeah. don't see them. Right, right. And then one day... Out of nowhere, there's one sitting in the ditch, not even aware that we snuck up on him somehow. Yeah, and that, he looked that at souls me, are bizarre. And he looked at us and he's like, what are you oh. doing here? And I'm going, what do you mean, what am I doing here? What are you doing there in a ditch? Can't you see we're coming? <laughs> we were both like, um, oh, my oh, oops, yeah. let me get out of here. Yeah. And he took off into the bushes of the dogs. We just ran right by the bear and the dogs looked back like, what, what the heck is that in the ditch? <laughs> I'm like, that's a bear, guys. Just bark or something? No, don't chase it, but you should have barked by now. Yes. That was almost the most absurd thing ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oddly enough, since that day where I met that bear in the ditch, uh, I flew to Alaska and walked up on a, a mama bear and her cubs. Mm-hmm. And the very next day, drove up on a giant grizzly on the side of the road, <laughs> saved him from getting run over by a truck. Yeah. And the very next week, we're driving and we've seen a bear. Right, right in front of us on the road. Blump, blump, blump. Really healthy one. Yes. All of a sudden, bears everywhere. So prior to then, I hadn't seen a grizzly bear in Alaska. And I lived there for 10 years. Yeah, you grew up Or 20 years or whatever, a long time. I hadn't seen 
uh, I seen a black bear one time, one time. Wow. <laughs> Riding my bike 40 miles away from town. That was the only Jeez. time I saw a black bear, right? Wow. But you know darn well Alaska's like chock-a-block Ooh. full of them. Yeah. So <laughs> I, don't un- I don't understand how. Mm-hmm. How it is that I could go so long without seeing them and then every turn around there's another one and a different breed and a different space and geography <laughs> and everything. So that, that's part of what this article is about because... It feels to me that there's something more going on when we don't see something and then when we see something. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Sasquatch art and the iconic walking Sasquatch image is everywhere in this area. They're definitely top center of the collective consciousness of everyone who lives here, not just the Native American tribes. Every year we feel the Sasquatch presence leave the peninsula or become much less Mm-hmm. And then return in September, October, November, and they stay present until around May, at which point they seem to become quiet. This is the same with the elk, and we have thought that perhaps the two are related, that the Sasquatch and the elk moved around together. This year's things were a little different. Both the elk and the Sasquatch stayed present in the valley for the entire summer. It was odd. Usually the babies are born, the, that's the elk babies are born, Somewhere else, and by the time the herds are back, they're quite big. But not this year. This year, we saw those pretty little babies all over the Osset Valley. Remember newborns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Little ones bumping yeah. around. They tiny, so tiny little cute. ones, like barely a week old ones. Or even less, you know? Yeah. So, that was really strange when we noticed that the elk didn't leave. Yeah. And... I remember thinking that I was. I keep like, I will because we communicate with them experientially. I would often tap into the local tribe ones or the ones that we're familiar with, the Sasquatch. Right. And the previous years they were all gone. It's like they're not there or they're not reachable. And then this year, like you just have to think about them a little bit, and boom, you can feel their presence and have a telepathic or where experiential uh, telepathy conversation with them which is very strange because throughout the summer right Mm -hmm. okay um the great majority of the contact larry and i have with them is via experiential telepathy and physical signs left in the woods which was what you mentioned earlier right yeah that's what i i get a physical signs yeah we have seen and heard them physically too but Mm. it's not common for us to do so so here's the question I wanted us to look to, at together. Do the Sasquatch leave the valley or does our collective field of attention, humans, go elsewhere during the spring and summer season? So we don't feel them as much, if at all. And um, one of the things that are interesting about that is that um, when we got lost that time, remember? It was in the summer. Not this summer. I think it was last summer. That was this summer. Was it this summer? Or yeah, was? when we got turned around. Yeah. I thought that was last summer. Nope. Or maybe spring. It could have been spring. Well. Anyways, it was during... It was summertime. Yeah. It was during this a season that... It was this summertime when usually they would be absent. Yes. But... We went for a bike ride to try to go from our hill house... To our res house. Yes. Using the back roads. 
which um, by our, my estimation, I looked on Google Maps, it's like this far. Very short. Right? It's not too far. Right. It's like a little ways, but not a super long ways. Mm-hmm. And we need to go right, 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 left, right, 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 left, 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 right. Pretty good or at something like that. Yeah, and, and I, I had the map. And I took, yeah, I took pictures of the road the yeah, whole way there, so that did. each turn I would know which way I'm supposed to go to mm-hmm. continue because I haven't done that path through yet. Yeah. And uh, yeah, about what half hour, forty five minutes oh, or ish, so maybe an hour hours. into it. It was good two hours. I got a flat tire. Yes, and so I started have pushing my bike. Yeah, and I was like, my gosh, I got a. A long slog ahead because we're only about in an hour. I figure we were about a quarter of the way, but it probably was more like ten percent. <laughs> when I went to look at the map way later, like, hmm. yes. And so you have made some experiential telepathy connection. No, no, no. It was yeah. different. It was different. Yeah. So oh, what oh, I rem- yeah, I took we took a couple of turns, right? And we're going, <laughs> right? We're going down the road, and I'm pushing my bike and. There's a lot of berries and things yeah. around, yeah. There's a couple of things that happened. One of them was that um, uh, at some point I felt the Sasquatch that live around here, the tribe that lives near where we live. Yeah. And I thought to myself, oh, that's very strange. Your your territory is quite far, right? Because all the way to Nia Bay, because yeah. we were going to Nia Bay, right? Yeah. And they laughed. <laughs> I says, no, 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 it's another tribe. And I says, oh, that's really strange then because, you know, how come you're around here? <laughs> so one of the first surprises I got was that when we moved into the forest, I could feel them. And normally at that time of year, <clears throat> you can't feel them at all. Yeah, I don't see signs. I don't have, no. it's like they vanished. Yeah. And um, so that was a little bit funny. And then... We did go into a different area. Yep. And they they welcomed us to that other area, the other tribe. And those were the ones from Nia Bay. Mm-hmm. And um, they were very interested in, in Brett because Brett was with us, my son. And they were like, who's this? Because they recognize you, they recognize me, but they didn't recognize Brett. And then I showed him an image of him when he was a lot younger, and he we used we used to live at the res, and the he used to play in the bike all over the backtrack, backtrack all over the res. He used with to, his friends, with up his the friends hill. up the hill, down the hill, around the city, the town, everything. We and then recognized boat. him. Yeah. And then they started sending me images of him in various areas that I didn't know he'd gone to. <laughs> says, yeah, yeah, that's him. So they were very happy that he was back. And then, for some weird reason, we, we went back to the other area near our house. And we couldn't figure it out. And then when your tire got flat, we started looking at the map to see, okay, should we just go turn around? Because it was more like two hours by then. Because flat tire. And I think, like you said, I think we're only like a quarter way there. So that's another few hours or halfway there, you said. I think we're only halfway there, so that's another couple of hours, you know. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Let's have a look at the maps again. And we started looking at the map, looking at the map, looking at the map. And then suddenly we realized, I said, you know, we should turn around because I think two hours is for safety, like, you know. 
but four hours, not so much. Uh, we don't know. And well, when, like, when I looked at the map, the pictures that I had of the map, uh-huh. the turns stopped, stopped matching. Yes. Because I had a picture of it and I looked and I was like, there should be a left right there. There's no left. Right, yeah. And there's a right instead. So yeah. what's going on here? We're yeah. lost. And then the map suddenly made sense. And... Well, it made sense because I went on Google Earth and yes. I was like, or oh, Google Maps are. and I got a little bit of signal. I was yeah. like, what the heck? Where are we at? Yeah, we had done a U. Uh-huh. Which is yeah. impossible, really. We did a U-turn and we're getting ejected right back down to the road. Right. So when you connected like, with the tribe, that was, that, was that tribe and they were laughing at us because we were like, they, we thought we were heading close to Nia Bay and they we were like, did. yeah, right. No, no you're no, not. No, you're not. <laughs> and they said, no, we didn't let you go down that way because it's dangerous down that way. There's hunters. Oh, there was hunters going on. And I'm like, wait, what? And they said... You wouldn't get there today. You'll probably be walking until first thing in the like all night, the rest of the day and all night before you get there. Because we were going way too slow. Yes, and we were like, "What?" <laughs> so they suggested we go to this other route. We did, and then we turned. We came out on on the the road, just on the, our own road, our own road between the shaman shack and us. And we were like, "What just <laughs> happened?" What, what just happened? That's how it felt, too, because yeah. getting dumped out onto the main road and uh, where well, we were going away from the main road the entire time. Yes. And all of a sudden we are on the main on road. The main road. It's like, oh, my it's goodness. It's like, what? So it felt like with, we've been mind melded, you know. Mind melded into turning around in yes. some ways. With it's our like, very specific direct Very specific. I saw the where to go. Yes. And it was at a... We had maps, we had everything, we yeah. had pictures, we had the GPS thing, we had everything. Yeah, for each turn I was yeah. checking. And, um, but no, when we checked everything again, we had done a U, and we were being guided, like, no, go down that way, that way. So we went that way, and it was a perfect... We were already turned around and coming back to the main road. We had already done that. Yeah, it's a good thing we didn't turn back around because it have been twice as far to get back. Yes. <laughs> so we got back to the road, but that was what was interesting to me was that they were still there. Mm-hmm. And it was that's when I started getting interested. It's like, uh, so do you actually leave or what's going on? And I don't think they do. I'm not sure about the other years, but. It just doesn't feel like they actually leave. So something happens. So it's almost like we move away. But we're st- here physically, but it's all it's almost like our realities diverge. But I'm not sure why in the spring, whatever, they, they converge again, right? So, yeah, it was really odd. Both the elk, baby elks in the valley. Never seen that before. All the elk, we had, what, about four or five herds of elk that were obvious and sitting just in plain view all summer. All summer. Yeah. And that's not usually what what happens. No. No. And definitely not the babies. Definitely not the babies, no. And definitely not a bull elk running right down our driveway when we come home. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Giant bull elk. I running down our road. driveway on yes. our main road yeah. the day after. Remember, that was yes. the day after a bear did the same thing. Right, right. 
right down our main road. Yeah. So all these things is like, are we here or are we not here? Are they here or are they not here? It's very strange. <laughs> very strange indeed. <laughs> yeah, I'm more right. confused, not less mm-hmm. confused mm-hmm. by this conversation so far. because i can't explain it no it feels they're gone but at the same time they're not right and my evidence of i look out with my eyes is i don't see any of them but when we connected you connected they were clearly there and they were seeing us and knew what we were doing and were laughing at us yes and uh you know i don't know (laughs) okay one might think well the elk are clearly not physically present during the when warmer months, usually, but they are this year. Also, I've noticed something odd this year. It is as though the capacity that we have to orchestrate seeing or not seeing of people and animals has changed. What do you mean by that? For example, we drive down the road and see three massive herds of elk by the side of the road. Right. And some on the road. Yes, I remember. And we had to stop. And a person driving two minutes behind us... And they know they see no elk at all. Not even any sign of elk. Remember, they just no disappear sign. in the woods. Yeah, no sign. They don't see the elk. They don't see any signs of elk. And another thing, or we go to the DMV office in town, an office renowned for two-hour-long queues and crabby workers. <laughs> and when we get there twice in the middle of the work week, it is completely empty, and the workers are happy and friendly. Different, re- different realities. For me, the DMV office is a place that never has a queue and the people who work there are super nice and friendly. They mm. are, I know, it's shocking. So, have the Sasquatch and Elk <clears throat> always stayed in the valley and it was us who moved somewhere else in experience and attention? Or did they really leave? Well, I think it's clear they didn't leave, but our attention did. <laughs> Or maybe my attention did. And our... Hmm. I don't know. very strange. It's very, very strange. Remember, one of the other things that it brought to my mind was uh, the experience that you and the the other teams um, for that went to the event in Portland. Yeah, Portland was abandoned. Yeah. And there was like a, a huge event happening, a couple of things happening in the city. But there was nobody on the road, nobody in the city, you know. No one on the restaurants. No, no one on the train. Mm-hmm. The other thing that it reminded me of, it was um, in Sacramento. Um, it's the capital city of California. And one of the odd things about it is that when you go downtown and you go anywhere downtown, actually, or the... Um, the what's it called the government place? Um, there was there's nobody on the road. I mean, there's nobody in the streets. And um, I have been with a person before. Go downtown with a person, and it's full. You can't drive. You can't park anywhere. It's just chock a block full. But my general or normal. What would happen to me if I went by myself was that there was nobody there and you could get parking anywhere because there was literally, I felt it was like an abandoned city or something. 
And then you and I went downtown and you, you got the same experience of, where's everybody? There's nobody here. And this was years ago. It was like ghost town. Yeah, like totally 10 like years ghost ago. Town. Yeah. It was like um, Portland last week. Yeah. We walked to the um, restaurant to get lunch and we got walked to that same restaurant for a dinner. There wasn't anybody. There was abandoned streets the whole way there, six blocks or so. Mm. Nobody on the train, nobody in the train stop, nobody mm. on the street, nobody in the restaurant. It's like, <laughs> how are these, how does how the restaurant survive? survive? There's no customers. Yeah. The opposite of what I expect in a city. Yeah. Just a, like an abandoned feeling, yeah. right? And it's yeah. the same feeling that I have in the forest in the summer when the Sasquatch leave. Leave, allegedly. Like there's no yeah. signs, no trees bent, no bushes, mm. nothing. That's just abandoned. But yeah. uh, yesterday was obvious and apparent. They're there. They're here. Here's signs and I see it. So are we moving into their um, reality? Are we like less? <laughs> or, <laughs> okay. The, the thing that it reminds me of the most is when we were driving home uh, few weeks ago mm-hmm. and you it hadn't rained for a long long time mm-hmm. and you felt like the forest and everything was abandoned around mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. remember mm-hmm. can you share that story because it seems yeah, we've shared that story accurate. before but yeah it's, it's very very similar relevant yeah so it felt like the forest was abandoned no animals no rabbits mm-hmm. no birds no bugs nothing yeah. and i was like um, I was tapping into Gaia this time and I was communicating what's going on, you know, why is the forest so empty? And the imagery, because it's experiential telepathy, the imagery I got back was a massive wave crashing into rocks, right? Like massive, and it's like up and everywhere very loud and everything, right? And then... The question was, does a deaf man hear the waves as they crash into the rock? And I saw the same image without the sound. And it's like, no. But does that mean there's no sound? Says, no, there's sound. I've, I could hear the waves, the massive waves crashing into rocks. And they're very, very, very loud. Sometimes you can hear them for miles if they're so loud. I said, that's right. And I was like, uh, okay. So, so is that the answer to my question? I'm blind? I'm blind? Or, no, you're deaf. Or deaf? What was going on here? <laughs> and then suddenly, you know, the massive elk. Massive herd of elk. Appears and starts right in front of us, running into the forest. And as we look into the forest, they're gone. Vanished. They're like vanished. And like, oh, so for some reason... It's like our perception, sight, hearing and everything has diminished. That's that's how it felt. That was the message. And then I was tr- thinking about it and everything. And then we see another elk, massive elk going up our driveway. It's like, oh my gosh, really? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little bit like that, you know, it's, like, it's almost like reality. It doesn't. It's almost like the Sasquatch 
and this year the elk we we stayed within their reality it's almost like we didn't go blind and deaf but my question is like why do we do that why is it that we go blind and deaf yeah why in the summer do we go blind and deaf and yeah. in the fall and the spring not so much exactly yeah yeah so even in Sacramento, it's like even with people, because I remember going into one of the malls with a friend and the mall was full of people. And then I walked home from it because I lived nearby and the place was full and it felt safe, you know. And then another time my friend wasn't there, but I wanted to go to the mall. So I decided to go by myself and the roads were like empty, completely empty. I'm like, am I the right road? Because I remember this being the road where I can go to the mall, but how can it be so empty? And I got to the mall, to the entrance, and again, it was completely empty. And I'm like, is it closed? But it's Tuesday afternoon, it shouldn't be closed. And I go in, yeah, the door, the, it's open. The stores are open. And, I mean, there's a few people. But it wasn't anything like when I'd gone with my friend. Mm -hmm. So it's like a collective change of awareness. And it's exactly the same as what we experienced here. It's like a collective awareness field that can be shared between two or more people. And what is it? Is it like um, vibrationally, frequency, you know, interest, what, what is it that dictates it? So anyways, <laughs> I thought it was very, very interesting observation of what's been going on. And um, like even through time space, those telepathic conversations we've had, the experiential telepathy we've had with it, Sasquatch has changed, has morphed and changed. And I remember... One year, I think it was last year or the year before, one of the things that I noticed had changed a lot was that I would feel into where are you energy, right? I, I went out into, I mean, it was fall, and I went out near the shaman shack and I was like, where are you guys? I, I can't feel you anymore. And then it was like somebody turning around and looking at you going, what do you mean? And then what I noticed was that the difference was that they didn't consider me a stranger mm -hmm. anymore. So it was part of the nature, I guess, part of the area. So I wasn't out of their field looking in to them. I was, I was their field of awareness. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? No. And then I had to explain, oh, yeah, we don't really function like that. You know, as people, I need that otherness in order to be able to see you, perceive you. I wonder what it has to do with that. Am I just making it more complicated? <laughs> well, I'm ready to accept in a lot of ways that um, there are some, there must be some collective awareness agreements, right? Yes. I know with fish, I know with wild animals that, that didn't all of a sudden there get to be more elk and all of a sudden the next year there's like more bears around. Mm -hmm. But the encounter was much 
changed. I mean, yeah. if you were counting how many bears are on the planet based on how many times you've seen one, for 40 years there were no bears. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden the bears are everywhere. <laughs> yes. So like the bears like massively multiplied. There's a million of them. But they have But that isn't, so... that isn't what happened. Right. So we can't take what we've seen for the, for the measurement of how much is there. Mm -hmm. So uh, being aware that uh, these... Being aware that there's things going on that you don't see, mm -hmm. maybe that's part of it. And the what you see, I guess the band of awareness that see, hear, feel, touch, right? That band of awareness, mm -hmm. that that is uh, not very reliable. <laughs> right. Not a very reliable measure of reality. I Correct. Think that's yeah. probably the best I can do with what we're doing so far mm -hmm. is... Uh, there aren't any because I haven't ever seen one is not a good measure. Of it. It's not a good measure. There's of a million it. of them because I see them all over the place is also not a not a good measure, measure of it. Of it. Right. Yeah. So there's another another stick we got to use yeah. to, um, um, I guess, make the connection to what is actually there. Mm -hmm. And that's probably what uh, um, functionally enlightened would be mm -hmm. aware of this thing that we just said now we've we i know there's people in portland yes and in sacramento plenty too. of them and sacramento too yeah. I, I know it yeah i know without a doubt so our experience of those things is really what's up to um be examined and a question like, why is our experience of something change in the summer and the fall and the spring and then yeah, the summer and the right. fall and the spring? That's yeah. an interesting question we should dive into. That's mm -hmm. the kind of a question that that has some, like, I, I can't answer it. <laughs> I can't even begin to answer it. But I think that together we might. Yeah. And our individual experiences and then our sight seeing and our smell tasting, our sense experiences and uh the palette of what's available to experience mm -hmm. bringing those so that i guess that's in line with our prime purpose right right to um embody our true frequency have that reflected back to us in the form of experiences that we see mm -hmm. i think that's what we're scratching on i think so too i yeah. think that's what we're scratching on. i think so too yeah so uh I'm happy we started this conversation. Yes. <laughs> I'm still, you know, still a little bit. <laughs> like we're touching it and it's really interesting. Yeah. I know there's a lot there and I don't feel like we quite got to it all. I think what we should probably do is bring in some friends. I think so. Yeah. Let's bring some friends and then we'll have our second part of this podcast. Which they can is bumble or. Oh, whoa, whoa. Which is accessed through Subscribestar. Oh, yeah, that's right. you got to go to Subscribestar for the second hour. Yes. The sec Well, it's second we call part. it the second hour, but it's yeah, it's part. more than an hour often. Usually, yeah. Almost always. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's where we bring in, uh, we'll call it expanded... Viewpoints. Viewpoints. Mm -hmm. And we'll touch on what we've been talking about from the viewpoints ah. of... Our friends. Our friends. <laughs> in the form of some questions and conversation and some enlightened insights. Yes. Either way, 
if you're as confused as I am in this half hour, <laughs> let's go for a couple hours of confusion. See if we get the end of it not confused, okay? That'll be great. <laughs> That'll be freaking awesome. And I think the best way is for uh, insightful inquiry. Yes. So I'm hoping our friends have some good insights they can bring to this conversation, their own experiences, their own journey story of having these kind of same experiences, maybe. And we could get to the bottom of what happens in the summer. That's right. Right. Yeah, let's do Enlighten that. me. <laughs> Enlighten me. <laughs> let's Hey, wait a minute. What? It's sunny. Yes. It's lighter. Yes. Enlighten me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see you in a second hour. Okay. Love you, see honey. You then.